It's Talking Twins and more with Nix and Naomi. Thanks to twinfo.com.au and doublebub.com.au. It's Talking Twins and more, a multiple birth podcast with myself, Naomi, from twinfo.com.au. And joining me again in the co-host chair is Tiffany from motherhoodunplugged.com.au. Hello, Tiffany. Hey, Naomi. Thanks for having me again. Thank you so much for stepping in and helping us out again. Um, Now, I do just want to, before we get started, because otherwise I will forget, I'm just going to put a little bit of a warning on this one. If you've got little ears listening, it's probably best that you hit pause now and you come back and revisit this one later. There's no, um, you know, we're going to keep it clean and everything like that, but we are going to be talking about the lies that you've been busted telling your kids or the lies that you've told your kids because we've got a few funny stories coming up. So, Tiff, thank you so much for joining us again. Um, Just as a recap for our regular listeners, um, Nikki's got a lot happening at the moment and Tiff has stepped into the co-host chair for a while. Um, And it's quite funny, actually, because sometimes I feel like I'm still talking to Nikki because uh, Tiffany and Nikki have almost identical things. They've got boys almost the same age. They've got very similar, you know, um, things happening in their life and all of that. Um, and it's often, it's quite funny. I think, oh, hang on, who just said that? Was that Nikki or Tiffany? But yeah, <laughs> anyway. So Tiff, we're up tonight and we're going to have a chat about the lies that we have told our kids. Oh, yes. It's so funny because I feel like as a parent, you know, we're, we're teaching our kids, we don't tell lies, and then next thing we know, we're making up all of these wonderful white lies to get out of doing things that we don't really want to do. <laughs> yeah. Oh, totally understand. There's so many times where I think, did that just? Did I just say that? <laughs> did I mean that? Or, oh. they're too young they won't understand and then I think oh my gosh am I a bad person am I a terrible parent but you just have to do some of that so yeah Yeah. so when did you when do you think you started because you know your boys how old are the boys now Tiff uh they're six and a half okay so they're really questioning a lot of things yeah I think it probably started when they were about three ish the first one was when they were two and we were at the shopping centre and they have those little, like, rides that you go on. Oh, gosh. And yes. I told them that, you know, it's just you just sit on it and take a photo. And I got away with that for years until one day we walked past one and it was moving. <gasps> oh, no. And so then I had to tell another lie that, oh, no, it's just that one that moves. None of the others move. <laughs> tell me it wasn't at your local shopping centre and then you had to drive another 15 oh, kilometres no. to get to Woolworths down the road. Luckily not, but, yeah, I was like, oh, my gosh. And I had a moment like you, like, I just told a lie to cover up a lie. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, a double, you're a double double liar. You're a dipper dobber double liar. <laughs> yeah. And then um, we live right next door to a park, and at certain times of the year we have the lovely magpies that like to swoop us. Oh, no. So I hate going oh. over there. The boys always ask, oh, can we go to the park? Can we go to the park? And instead of just saying to them, no, we can't go to the park because the magpies will swoop us, I instead told them that the park was closed. <laughs> what? So we couldn't- <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so 
So the park near our house is closed a lot. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. I mean, I get the whole magpie thing. I totally understand that. But, um, yeah, no, that's, ugh, <laughs> that's so funny. How about you, Naomi? Well, Surely I'm not the only mum who's. No, no. I, do you know, I think my first proper lie and, look, I, I don't know if this is a lie or not. Um, I think my first proper lie, though, was the whole um, the big man in the red suit. Um, I have a young boy. Well, I had a young boy at the time. I reckon he was only about two and a half, three years old, where he actually said to me, Mum, it's the mums and mummies and daddies that, that um, do all the presents because there's no way that Santa could do them all in one night. <laughs> and I was like, I was so not ready for this. Honestly, I th- he was two and a half, three. I remember, I'll have to look back because I remember posting on Facebook about it because I was gobsmacked because I was not prepared for this. And I was like, oh, um, is that what you think, Oliver? He's like, yeah, <laughs> it is, mum. And I was like, oh, okay. And I was able just to go with that. And I didn't have to confirm or deny it. Oh, did he ever tell his sister? Oh, I don't think he, he, no, I don't think he did. Not in terms of, because it was just something he thought of. It wasn't something that he thought was a big deal. Because I I think probably because I didn't react. I was like, oh, okay. Um, Too smart for his own good. Yeah, it, that was that was just a that was a funny one, honestly. Um, I know that. Um, <laughs> what about? Have you had the whole issue about chicken being a meat and chicken being an animal? No, but you you're a vegetarian household, so I don't know. No, whether... we're not all vegetarian. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yes. So, well, technically now, Lexi and I, my daughter and I, are vegetarian, and and. Ollie and Dave, the boys eat meat and the girls don't is the kind of thing. But um, Ollie is getting more and more vegetarian. He now chooses vegetarian sausages over meat sausages and and various things like that. But um, the whole, because we had chickens. Um, So I was, (laughs) such a funny story. I think I have shared this before. But um, so my sister-in-law lives right in the heart of London. Um, like literally in the heart of London. And um, she was mortified one day when her, this, I think her son came home from school or um, the teacher had told her or whatever, but he'd been asked where milk came from and he had said the refrigerator. Oh, no. Well, you think <laughs> that. And I was like, oh, okay. And I was like, oh, my children, you know how you just, oh, my children are always going to know where all their food comes from, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so we went out and got chickens. Because I was like, right, chickens don't, the eggs don't come from the fridge. And we're going to get, you know, no room for a cow in the middle of Brisbane. Um, so we got chickens and I was so proud of myself. We had chickens. We used to collect the eggs every day. We'd cook them and everything. And um, I was like one day, so Oliver, where do eggs come from? Under the tree was his reply. <laughs> You tried to teach him a lesson and he was like, oh, yeah, they're under the tree. That's where we go and get them from. <laughs> and I was like, are you 
serious? If only you knew. This is like the first egg we got. We were like, this is the goose that gold laid the golden egg. This cost us like $1,000, this egg. By the time we fenced the chookyard, bought the chickens, <laughs> ended up with two bloody roosters, had to take the oh, chicken back, and no. it was an hour and a half drive to return the two roosters and get two new chickens. You know, like, oh, they were the most expensive eggs in the world. But this is because I was determined to teach my children where eggs came from. And the whole thing backfired on me massively and eggs came from under the tree. So, but leading on from that, we then got onto the stage where um, we uh, started eating chicken and they realised what they were eating. And it wasn't until, you know, because you get the whole chicken nuggets at, at at a restaurant or whatever, and we had the whole conversation about, oh, is this the chicken that lays the eggs? What happened to it or something? Is this what it lays or something? And I was like, oh, my gosh, what do I do? Because <laughs> being vegetarian, I wanted to teach the whole ethos behind it and everything, but I was also like, oh, I don't want him. We've got chickens in the back garden. Do I associate with this? Do I not? And um, luckily they got distracted. And so I never had to do that one. But I know that that's a big issue with some families um because yeah but um I have to just share one more because Oliver's favorite animal is a sheep um and he actually doesn't like lamb because it tastes quite strong and we don't eat it a lot I must say in the house because um I just it's expensive I don't buy it because I don't eat it so um and the few occasions I have bought it he hasn't really liked it um but on the odd occasion that I have bought it and I've made like a lamb curry or something like that it's um it's labelled in the freezer as shh curry <laughs> and we just call it beef. <laughs> oh, so it's, it's labelled as shh curry and Dave goes, hmm, that beef curry is really good, Mum. <laughs> uh, <sorry, Dan. laughs> oh, dear. Oh. Luckily well, my Oliver's favourite animal is a sloth, so I don't oh, think well, Let's hope there's no sloth, there's no sloth curries happening in your house. <laughs> right? No. What else? Have you ever had to lie about something else? Well, I think the biggest one for me, which completely was not how I was planning on handling this situation, um, was when Oliver was about five and a half, so it wasn't that long ago, and he looked at me and he said, Mummy, how do the babies get in your tummy? And I was like, oh, no. what? And I was just casually driving to kindy. So I was not ready to have this conversation. And I just, without even thinking, I just said, oh, mummy swallows a baby seed and then it grows in her tummy. It was so cute though, because just as I said that, I looked in my rear vision mirror and I could see his little mind ticking over and I'm thinking, what is he going to ask next? And he looks at me and he says, mummy, when you had me and Hamish, you had two baby seeds. I'm like, yes, buddy, I had two baby seeds. <laughs> oh, no. And he goes on. It's been an ongoing conversation about the third child in our family, which still hasn't come six years later. Um, and he says, but, Mummy, when you decide to have another baby, make sure that you only have one baby seed. <gasps> oh! Have baby seed. <laughs> oh, my gosh. What are you going to do? Oh. 
It's funny. We, we never had that conversation, you know, the conversation. It just kind of, I guess, because we just talked openly about various things and they just kind of got it. But um, what do you, yeah, that's going to be. Yeah. Oh, I wonder it if took it much longer than I was okay. expecting. That's so <laughs> funny. The baby seed. Yeah. Oh, gosh. What about, um, I know another one that my, um, my sister-in-law did was that the um, when the ice cream truck is ringing the bell, it means it's out of ice cream. <laughs> yeah. I didn't Love know that. about that one in time. Not that I don't think I've ever actually. We don't have an ice cream truck around here, um, but yeah, that 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 made me laugh when I heard that one. Oh, I just thought of another one. My sister-in-law's a nurse, and Hamish had a cut on his finger, and he didn't want to go to bed because his finger was hurting. And then Jamie, bless her, said to him, well, when you go to bed, little men come and fix your sores for you and that's what makes it better. (laughs) Oh, I don't know if that's a good thing or not. (laughs) Not When you're going to bed, you've got lots of little men coming in to fix it. (laughs) (laughs) And now, you know, that was two or three years ago and even now, you know, just this week Oliver kicked his toe and I said to him, it's all right, buddy. You just, you know, you go to sleep and we'll have a look at it in the morning. He says, oh, that's right, because the little man will come and fix it while I'm sleeping. Oh, no. <laughs> that's quite funny. That's I don't know if that's scary or not, actually. I, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I guess it's a bit creepy, right? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Like, I'm like, oh. Um, I'll tell you a funny one that Lexi came home with because her hair is quite curly. And, yeah. Um, Oh, I don't know what we were doing. And then she just said to me, I, I think I just, you know, tossed some toast at one morning getting ready for school. Here, quick, eat your breakfast. Oh, I can't eat the crust. It'll make my hair more curly. And I was like, <laughs> that is such that. an old wives' tale. Who is still saying that? That <laughs> has said it to their child who has then gone and said it to my child because I hadn't said that. Um, oh. And I just laughed. I thought, oh, and I was like, and she goes, I don't want my hair. My hair's already too curly. And I was like, no, your hair's beautiful. And that's not it. But, you know, that's a lie. Well, why did so-and-so say that to me? Is, is, is she lying or something? I was like, oh, my gosh, that just gets you into such more of a deeper conversation because, you know, this child has only said it to my child because they'd overheard, you know, their parent has obviously said it off the cuff to them. But um, it just goes to show that sometimes these little white lies can turn into a much bigger deal. <laughs> You're not wrong. So what are you going to do? What are you going to, how are you going to come, like, flip the coin, so to speak, to go from uh, swallowing the seed, which, A, would not have resulted in a baby, seeming as <laughs> we've already told. Oh, right, Naomi, that's how that happened. <laughs> We've already told parents that the children can't listen to this episode. So um, how are you going to go from that to um, having a baby in your tummy? That's going to be an interesting conversation. Um, Yeah, I have actually been looking for some books. So um, I think if anyone in your community has any recommendations on some age-appropriate books about the birds and the bees, because, you know, it's not that I'm not all for having an open conversation. I think it was just... At that time, I didn't even know how to have an age-appropriate conversation about where the, you know, where babies come from. And it was sort of, 
it's definitely something that I would have liked to have been more prepared for. Um, I agree. I, I must say, I think um, the majority of the white lies, you know, and that's what they are. They are just little white lies. They're not told on purpose to hurt anybody or anything like that um, have come because I've been unprepared. But I mean, yeah. gosh, that's what parenting is all about, isn't it? It's those moments which happen all the time. And when you've got multiples, they happen at multiple occasions where you oh. get caught out. And the things like that's something that I've realised, particularly in the last three years, where the boys have really, I think between three and six, I know three years seems like a lot, but there has just been so much change when you think about a three-year-old to a six-year-old, you know, like yes. there's no nappies anymore. Absolutely. We're going to bed a little bit later than what we were. You know, we were going to bed at seven. Now we go to bed at 7.30. The movies that they're watching are a lot more um, like detailed and they're picking up on the details of the movies. And their little minds, the questions that they come out with, and it just takes you off guard. It does. Um, I know I've been caught out a couple of times when we've had, you know, what could potentially be deemed as an awkward conversation where they've just asked innocently a question about something. And it's, I think, oh, this is probably something I need to discuss with Dave about how mm. we're going to approach this. But I'm yeah. driving down the highway with my children strapped in the back seat, in their car seats or, in you know, and yeah. I don't have that opportunity to say, oh, hang on, let me just discuss with Dad how we're going to, you know, we're first-time so parents. We've got no idea what we're doing. We're just, you know, winging it. And um, when you get put on the spot like that, it's like, oh, and sometimes you just say the first thing that comes to your mind and you're not meaning to mislead them, but it's also, oh, I need time to think about this. Yeah. And it's I love that you say that you're winging it too because I always joke and say that when I found out that I was pregnant with my boys, I'd only just learn how to look after myself as a pet. True, as an yes. <laughs> you were much younger than me. I should. Well, okay, maybe I should. I Maybe I'm the one. I'm, I should have had it all together, but I certainly don't. <laughs> Thank God for that. <laughs> oh, far out. No, I like to know that I'm not alone. No, no, definitely not. I think, I mean, gosh, all first-time parents, uh, uh, you know, you are, you're winging it. And, I mean, but, gosh, when you've got multiples thrown into the mix, you, you know, there's only so much that you can you can get through and um, not tell the odd little white lie. I think it's just more about the fact you just can't beat yourself up about it afterwards, can you? you just got to roll with it. I must say, I love that you mentioned the the man in the big red suit because it's funny how, as parents, the lengths that we go to to make the magic happen. <laughs> I, you know, I don't know about you, but we've got footprints at our front door. Nathan's gnawing on a carrot at 10 o'clock at night. You know, like we've got cookie crumbs all over the bench. That's telling it's just, a lie. I know. <laughs> it's ridiculous. And then this man in the big red suit, you know, we wake up in the morning and it's not, oh, mummy and daddy have left presents. Santa's been. <laughs> it's funny, hey, because I was always like, Santa's not going to get the credit for this. So Santa brings the little stuff in our house and mum and dad buy the big stuff. Yeah. Um, because I was like, mate, I'm the one that works hard for my money. I know I'm the one. <laughs> I'm not letting him take all the credit. <laughs> well, hey, I'll yeah. tell you something really funny because this just happened and I can't believe I forgot about this until right now. Um, 
so it was the one evening I just, I was looking for it. It was really cold in the middle of winter and I was looking for a pair of, of decent socks. Do you know what I found? I found the freaking elf. Oh. <laughs> it was hidden in my sock drawer. Anyway, I was like, oh, my gosh. And I showed Dave. And I was like, oh, my God. And he goes, oh, thank God you found that now because we wouldn't have been able to find that come the time we need it. Anyway, I stuck it just up on a shelf in my walk-in robe thinking I'll put it there so in the morning I'll take it down and I'll put it the box that um, Miffy, its name is, that Miffy lives in is under the house in with the Christmas tree. I went, I'd totally forgotten. I mean, next morning, running late for school, Lexi goes into my walk-in wardrobe to um, brush her hair because I was actually um, brushing my teeth and everything at the basin. So she just walked around the corner to use the mirror to brush her hair. And she's brushing her hair. And then she went, Mom, Miffy's here. Oh, no. And I was like, (laughs) what? And then do you know what, though? It was the 25th. Of, of June. Yeah. Oh, Farah, you've signed up for six months of it. No, I told her that <laughs> he was just doing his mid-season check-in. <laughs> it was the halfway mark for Christmas and he was just checking oh, it in. And then she just looked at me. She goes, oh, mum, can you stop it? I know you're the one that does all the elf stuff. And I went, great, does that mean the elf doesn't have to come anymore? (laughs) I was like, I'm done with the elf. And um, That just reminded me of another one around the holiday season that I've lied to them about. The red light on our TV, I told them that it was Santa's watching them and that's how he watches them. Didn't. Oh, that's mean. (laughs) In our car. We've also got uh, like an alarm system and there's a red light that flashes in the car. Yeah, yeah. And I say, are you in here too? Don't you worry. <laughs> oh, I've never done that. I've never, well, I mean, it's not the right word to use, but I've never threatened Santa against my kids. I was just like, I'm going to buy them crap anyway. Like, let's be honest. Um, yeah. The one that got me as well, because even though it was Ollie that um, first came up with the whole, oh, you know, parents are just Santa. Um Lexi came up with the tooth fairy one and she went, Mum, you don't have to sneak into my room and swap it. She goes, you can just give me the $2 if you want. (laughs) (laughs) I just looked her dead in the eye and went, okay. And I just gave her $2 and she gave me the tooth and I went through the tooth in the bin. Oh, you didn't do the whole if you don't believe, you don't receive. My my parents said that if I believe I didn't get any money. (laughs) I was just like, oh, oh, that's right. I bribed her. Um, We got up to $15 to pull a wobbly tooth out once because I was like, Lexi, I'll just give you the two bucks now if you pull that tooth out. It's driving me crazy. And she went, no, I'm not doing it. I said, what about five? And she goes, (laughs) and I was like, I'm bargaining with my child here. And then she looked at, and Dave goes, she goes, look, Dad, Mum said she'd give me five bucks if I pull my tooth out. And, you know, she sticks her tongue out and the whole tooth is hanging, dangling off its thing. And Dave goes, I'll give you ten if you do it right now. And she goes, (laughs) Mum? And I was like, she was totally playing us off. (laughs) We actually haven't had the tooth fairy visit our house yet. Oh. 
I know, which I was a bit surprised about because, you know, our other friends that are about the same age, they've all lost. Well, here's a red hot tip for you, especially now that no one has any cash. Go to the bank with a $50 note and get your $25, $2 coins or whatever you're going to give them and put it in a drawer somewhere because the tooth will come out at a point in time and you will have no money and you will need to go to the petrol station and put petrol in the car just to withdraw $2 via the FPOS. So there's your red hot tip for everyone to get prepared. With the way that the world's going there, I mean, by the time my kids' teeth fall out, well, they'll have pay waves set up on their pillow. (laughs) True. Oh, my gosh. That scares me, hey, how much the world's changing. But that's a whole other podcast. Yeah, definitely. Anyway, Tiffany, I want everybody, let's just ask our listeners. Yeah. Surely we're not the only ones, hey? I hope not. (laughs) Gosh, I know. I'm suddenly thinking, my gosh, are we like, yeah, are we winging it too much? Are we bad parents? I don't know. Anyway, head to the Talking Twins and More, a multiple birth podcast Facebook page and share with us those little innocent white lies or how did they come about? Was it you, Were you caught on the, on the go where you hadn't actually thought about how you were going to reply to something? Did you say something and then go, oh, my gosh, why did I say that? And then had to carry through with it, like the park being closed like Tiffany has? <laughs> Have you been caught out in any of your little white lies? Or, you know, what, 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 tell us, share with us some of your stories where raising multiples and um, the little white lies that you tell to get through parenthood have um, come back and maybe bit you. (laughs) Anyway, Tiffany, thank you so much for joining us again and stepping up and um, filling the co host chair. It's been a pleasure as always. Not a problem. Thank you, Naomi. And, um, Hopefully I've kept the seat warm enough for Nikki when she's back in action. Absolutely. (laughs) You've been a legend. Thank you. It's Talking Twins and More with Nix and Naomi. Thanks to twinfo.com.au and doublebub.com.au.